It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. You are Michael Pappas. Hello. Hey, buddy. Today's show brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Mentioned it yesterday. They started their 10-off campaign. Head over to their Facebook page. Just search Fetch Me. And they're going to offer $10 off for orders over $30 for three restaurants that will be selected each and every week. And they announce that on their Facebook page. And uh, so 10-off, 10-O-F-F, or Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. They're still keeping that going. Um, but they have been getting a, a lot of positive Reviews. Uh, one reads up, the food we wanted was unbelievable. Or I'm sorry, the food we wanted was unavailable. So the driver went to a different location to get us what we wanted. Above and beyond doesn't even begin to describe this driver. That's the kind of folks that Fetch Me employs because they actually work for Fetch Me. It's not like Uber or Grubhub where you know it's a lot of independent contractor type of work. They actually work for Fetch Me. And so they're able to really focus on the product that they have. And that is great service. And uh, in, in a timely fashion. So head over to fetchmedelivery.com or download their free Fetch Me app in your phone's app store. 10 off, 10 OFF. Uh, and then, of course, Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. Michael, we have a ton of stuff to talk about today. Marco Damio is on campus. The Big Ten announced that they're going conference only uh, in 2020. The SEC is going to discuss this next week. Bo Nix tweeted out uh, yesterday uh, Auburn got results for another round of COVID testing. And, of course, um, reports are out that Auburn has already lost a game in the 2020 football season. So, ton to talk about. Yesterday kind of felt like the cancellation back in March. I guess that happened on the 12th where things started coming out and all the conference basketball tournaments got canceled. The NCAA tournament got canceled. Obviously not quite that extreme, but, man, it feels like it's setting up a little bit. Yesterday afternoon was the first time I lost any kind of confidence in my prediction that college football would happen this year. Uh, I don't agree. I'm still incredibly confident. Good. I just there's just you think it's just uh, gonna be different. Yeah. It, okay. I hope you're right. I guess. Yeah. Maybe it will be different, and we'll get to some of that later. But there's just it's too much money, and I know that's yeah. I guess that's cynical or whatever. But it's like we're talking about billions of dollars here that will be lost for cities, small businesses, uh, universities. I mean, people, right? Like, think about all the money that that schools get in donations because during football season, because of football season, whatever. Yeah, big deal. So we'll uh, we'll touch on that in a moment. Let's start with the good news. The good news yesterday: Marco Damio, the number one JUCO corner from Blinn Community College over in Texas, the six-two, one hundred and ninety-pound four-star corner from Houston. He tweeted yesterday, "Home hashtag WDE," and then he had the eagle emoji. This is a big deal. I think there were some questions there, but. Gus Malzahn said that they expected him later this summer, and he was correct. This Auburn coaching staff, since Malzahn's been uh, head coach, he's done a really good job getting guys and then getting the full class on campus, and that is now official for uh, for the twenty uh, the twenty twenty class with Damio getting there. But this is a guy that I bet he will start football games in twenty twenty. It may not be the early ones, but I think he's going to crack the starting rotation. Um, very, very soon. And a lot of that kind of depends on how good Nehemiah Pritchett is 
Because let me tell you what, if Damio does not crack the starting rotation, it's because Pritchett is playing out of this world. Yep, I completely agree with you, Zach. Um, uh, I think there's a very good chance Dom, Domio, Domio starts day one uh, for Auburn, what it, where, whenever day one is. And uh, I've, I don't know, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Obviously, big, strong, athletic guy, and cornerback is one of those positions that has a lot to do with personal skill and not as much to do, I guess, with scheme, you know? I mean, you can work on... You, you can come in with raw cornerback skills and play man coverage uh, extremely well if that's what you're good at. And, and Auburn runs a lot of man coverage, I feel like. And I you don't have to feel like. They do. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, as I was saying that, I was like, I don't even know if this is true. That's, that's, I think that's a big reason why Noah was able to switch to the other side of the ball and just kind of use that raw athleticism and kind mm-hmm. of do a lot of bump and run stuff. Javaris Davis was really good at it. Carlton Davis was really good at it. Jamel Dean's been really good at it. So... Roger McCreary's been good at it from what we've seen. It's been a little limited, but I expect him to play more on the line of scrimmage than off ball than he, like he did last, uh, this past year. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm really excited about what Marco Damio brings to the defensive backfield. And it, a, a big thing, and you know, it doesn't even really matter who starts between him or Pritchett opposite of Roger McCreary, a big thing is depth. You know, We've talked about the safeties, but a lot of guys seem to be more comfortable in the middle of the field. I think with these guys, now you've got three or four solid corners now that you can play uh, play on the outside. So big uh, big excitement for Marco Damio with him being on campus. Michael, I mentioned it earlier in the week, but uh, was up in Ohio on, uh, on July 4th weekend and, and hung out with my father-in-law. He's got this old 19, uh, I believe it's a 76 VW Bug. And uh, I encourage him to go to rockauto.com because all the folks around Mansfield, Ohio, and in that Columbus area, they did not have any parts. He said he couldn't find any parts. And so I told him to go to rockauto.com. He has since done that. He was shocked how cheap it was and how quick. It's already there. So he, I think he ordered it on Tuesday, and it came in on Thursday afternoon, I believe. So he was uh, very happy with the process. He's more of a car guy than I am, but uh, he was able to navigate the site, find exactly what he wanted, had different brands to pick from. And so uh, I highly encourage you, whether it's your classic or your daily driver, truck, car, SUV, whatever it is, head to rockauto.com and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. So, Michael, yesterday the Big Ten announced they are going to play only conference games in 2020. Of course, this comes right after the Ivy League said no fall sports earlier this week. It looks like the SEC was surprised that they made the announcement. I don't think they were surprised about the plan that the Big Ten had uh, based on some of the stuff that I've read and heard, but I do think they were expecting them to hold off a little bit longer. Obviously, they did not. Um, Reports are out. uh, I saw it mainly on 247. I believe Marcelo was actually the first to report it, that the SEC will have a call or slash meeting about this potential option next week. Um. I mean, what are your thoughts on one the Big Ten doing this? You're hearing things out of the Pac-12 and the ACC now. We'll get to the ACC specifically later in the show. But the uh, 
I mean, what what are, what are your what's what's your knee jerk reaction to this? Uh, I think it's stupid. Okay. Um. Obviously, in college football and the NCAA in general, there's not really a governing body to make sure that everyone does the same thing as far as COVID testing or whatever. And so, if that is really what you're worried about, like if the Big Ten is really going to sit here and be like, "Yeah, well, we don't trust that the the Pac-12 or the SEC is." or the big 12 are, are testing their players well enough for our standards and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, because that's the argument. Your, A lot of people on social media, sorry to cut you off, but just to explain for those who hadn't seen this. So the, the argument is each conference is going to have different regulations and different procedures as far as, you know, how to combat COVID spreading throughout the locker rooms. And so, um, yeah, like Michael said, there's not really a governing body that's going to be able to monitor all this. So I just want to make sure people understood that's the argument. Whether you agree with it or not, that is the argument that they are making. Yeah, that's one of two that I've heard. Um, so I, I, I kind of get that, but like everyone has made what they're doing rather public, right? And so why can the Big Ten commissioner not just call up the Big Ten 12 commissioner and be like what are y'all hey can you send me your procedures and i'll send you ours and you know we can make sure that we're both doing you know stuff that we find is good enough uh i i understand that it's different with smaller schools maybe group of five or uh or, or fcs schools take those off the schedule that's fine i don't know the other thing that i've heard i think that's actually the more damaging part is the you know the power five schools not playing the smaller schools because that's how they keep their athletic department yeah buy games yeah no it would still be really bad for those other schools but it would be better for the fans i guess i mean you still get to see the 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 big out of conference games like tennessee ou and stuff um anyway the other thing i've heard is to limit traveling uh which makes a uh, perfect sense to me zach um, I mean, for the Big Ten, it's not like like I understand them not wanting players to have to travel from, I don't know, New Jersey to Maryland. I mean, that would be pretty. That's probably not that safe. But just when you look in in oh, conference, wait. though. Hold on, I'm sorry. But Maryland but just tra- and tra- traveling a, uh, a long way away. But I mean, when when you look at it, though, like Florida, Missouri are going to play this year. I, I was being sarcastic because Maryland and Rutgers, yeah, play. But I mean, so like, I don't even think traveling, the, you know, the distance. I don't even think that makes sense. I think that's irrelevant because even if you know you're you're in a bus or a, a plane that's owned by the university, for you know, it's no different if you're traveling like a one-hour flight or like a six-hour flight. Like, it's not like you're going to pick stuff up when you know when you're flying that high. I don't think that. Ma- like, I don't understand how that's relevant. West Virginia from in the Big Twelve. West Virginia is going to have to go from Morgantown to play in Texas. It's just dumb. It is the. the I think both arguments are dumb. I, I just. I, I think they're. They're trying to like take steps so people think that they exhausted every option. It's what this feels like. Yeah, I just it's it's odd to me how many people that cover sports for a living do not want sports to happen. I've said that before. It is um it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So as far as the SEC talking later next week in regards to what their season's gonna look like, 
I've seen reports saying the SEC only schedule could uh, have as few as eight games or as many as ten games. Be interesting to see how they would choose to add those extra conference games, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. Bo Nix tweeted yesterday, "Quote: Let's play football." That's all he said. Let's play football. I was a little surprised to see him do that, but I was happy to see him speak out. And also, I was really pleased to see that all the responses to that were positive. I thought people were going to kind of say, you know, read the room, Bo, or stay in your lane or something like that. But um, I think people were, uh, I mean, I think I saw two or three negative ones when I looked at it this morning. And I think, um, you know, there was a ton more positive. So I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see that because Twitter has just gotten so negative. Yeah, these are my favorite news stories also when they get covered like nationally and whatever. And not that this is or anything, but I, I love turning on Sports Center and it being like, this just in college quarterback wants to play football. People are like, oh, it's weird, man. Stay in it- your lane, man. It's like, like this, this is directly his lane. It is his football season that he wants to play. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's it's his Twitter account, and he is voicing that he wants to play. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I saw someone, I want to say like a, a quarterback commit to Arkansas. I don't even remember his name. Someone okay. retweeted him onto my timeline. Said that, Not Ben Hicks. No, not Ben Hicks. But this you are a, a bit, you're a big a Ben Hicks guy. No, not a big Ben Hicks guy. Okay, um, you say so. He said something like, why don't they just give the players waivers and be like, Hey, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're you're the big Ben Hicks guy now. No, it's not Ben Hicks. That's true. Um, he said, "Yeah, why don't you just give the players waivers so then they can just like you know decide for themselves whether or not they want to risk it." Don't hate that idea. We do that with kickball every week. There were a lot of people that um, there's some negative comments to him. Because then people are like, well, what about the staff? And it's like, give them the option too. Like, whatever. I mean, most employers are doing that now anyway. And if not, it's like... Has anyone ever read the back of your game ticket? It is it is literally one big legal waiver. <laughs> that is like, by purchasing this ticket, I agree to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. One of those can just be, uh, if I get COVID, I won't sue everyone. Right. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, we got a few more... Um, News things, including Auburn, um, looks like they've lost the game already uh, as far as being able to play it in 2020. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. So Auburn had another round of COVID testing. They had three the first time, which that was very early on. We didn't know if that was a lot or, or not enough at all, or you know, a lot or very little, and now we realize it was very little. Um, none of the guys showed any symptoms. But now, after the second round, no positive tests, according to Philip Marshall of Auburn Undercover. And apparently, Team Michael, uh, or I'm sorry, Team Dr. Uh, Michael Goodlett, he has been amazing during this whole process. A lot of folks really speaking out, talking about how, um, how solid of a job that he has done and how important he's been to the staff and his plan and, and all that. And so I think that is, um, I think that's good news. I, 
well, it depends on how you want to look at it, Zach. It's like on the on the one hand, everyone's healthy. On the other hand, should they be going for herd immunity? We don't know. I, I mean, I don't think we know enough about it, man. <laughs> I know if, if you say that on Twitter, you get really ridiculed and you know called an idiot. So I, I just, <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know what to think about any of this. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a joke now. Like, oh man, Clemson could just be going for herd immunity. Ha 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 ha. But like, and now they only have to play ACC teams, which we'll get to that in a moment. So like, Clemson's just set up to get another one now. Yeah, and, and so it's just. It's so it's just funny. It it's, no one knows anything. That's the beautiful part about. But this everyone virus. acts like they know everything. Exactly, and like that's the problem here. That's the problem. All right. So yeah, we've alluded to it a few times. So the ACC is expected to only go uh, with an in-conference schedule in 2020. So reports have come out that Auburn uh, is probably not going to be playing North Carolina in Atlanta. That game was originally scheduled to be played on September 12th. Talked to some guys last night. Curious to see what they do with people that. Um, already have student tickets and it already have paid for like normal tickets Mm -hmm. you gotta assume there'll be a refund um but you know i I think some people have already bought tickets you know secondhand so i'm curious with like StubHub and ticketmaster and vivid seats you know companies like that do um this whole thing's a mess this whole thing is an absolute mess yeah big time mess and what you just said about clemson i mean this could be the year that breaks the college football playoff Obviously, because it's so crazy. But I mean, think about it: the a two a, a one or two loss SEC team, if every conference just does conference games, will probably have a better resume than Clemson. That is true, but they're not keeping Clemson out. This would be the year to do it. But I mean, even if all fi- like if all five conferences end up with let's say an undefeated conference champion. Uh, I, I feel like Clemson's the one that you leave out. They they will have the worst resume. But you can't. You can't leave them out. And I, I mean, you're supposed to look at the the one year. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You're 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 not supposed to. You're not supposed to look at the brands. You're not supposed to look at whomever. But let's say it's USC, Ohio State, the University of Texas, and Alabama, or Oklahoma and Alabama. Clemson is the fifth biggest brand still. Yeah, I mean, that's the, but all those teams aren't going to be undefeated. You're not going to have five undefeated conference champions. In theory, yes. I'm just saying. The, the, way, like, the way that this is set up, that could happen. Maybe so. Especially with the way that the conferences are, are a lot like the, the teams and everything. I read an argument last night that if the season gets pushed back, the closer it gets pushed back to the NFL draft the more it helps Auburn. Because a lot of the top schools have, you know, these high profile quarterbacks that like they would they would probably not play. Like if it oh. take if it if they wait till spring, which is kind of, you know, the last resort, yeah. but that's what a lot of people are saying. It's like Lawrence isn't playing for Clemson. Fields isn't playing for Ohio State. And I know you gotta look around the conference and like it may not affect the SEC a whole lot, but like Bo's gonna be ready. Yeah. Bo's gonna play. Bo's not going to the draft in 2021. Well, if it's too late, none of the draft-eligible players will play. That's the other thing. So potentially Auburn could lose like Seth Williams. I think Seth would be the biggest one because Seth is like... Or K.J. Britt. But K.J., 
The NFL is either going to like him or not due to his size. Like, I don't know. I think he's going to have to prove that he can cover more. Like, Seth, I don't know what he needs to prove. Seth, I think, is a top 20 pick, regardless of if he plays this season or not. Wow. Yeah, I said it. That's high. It is high. It is high. But, I mean, at this rate, I mean, you look at the last few years, like, is he a top four receiver? Like, yeah, I think so. Um, no. We'll see. Not a top four college football receiver. A top four receiver that transfers to the NFL. I still think no. We'll I've see. got three off the top of my head. Okay. I'd have to think more to come up with a fourth. We'll see, man. I think, oh, no. I, I, think, I, I got four. I, I think the league's going to like him a ton. I do, too. But he's also in a class with Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Rondell Moore, and Jamar Chase. That's fine. Five receivers could go in the top 20. That's true. That, that, that is true. I mean, this is not what we set out to talk about or anything. Those were just four off the top of my head. Sure. Sure. I mean... I was high on Noah Benogany his last year as far as his NFL yeah, you draft. you nailed it. And, and, and I, I, I'm going less out on a limb on this one with Seth, I think. Maybe top 20 kind of boosts that take a little bit, adds a little heat to it. But, uh, but, but regardless, as far as if it gets pushed back to the spring and Auburn, you know, college football has a lot of guys just sit out that are going to the draft. I think, I think Seth is the only one that does that because I think every other upperclassman that could go or a senior that's gonna have to go, I think they would play. And like KJ came, like KJ could have gone last year. He came back to play at Auburn. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that also changes a little when it's like, yeah, but if you get hurt, like your career could end. Like if you get hurt in a fall football season, you could you will probably be back for draft prep and everything, right? I mean, but when the draft is two months away, you blow out an ACL or something. Or okay, that's drastic. We'll say you know you dislocate a shoulder, you could miss draft prep. You're right, and and, and I just think that is an an aspect that I hadn't really thought about, but now that I am, like that is that is going to be an incredibly tough decision for a lot of players out there. I think it would affect Roger McCreary possibly. Yeah, I think it affects him more than guys like I don't KJ. McCreary's got to have more tape though. He doesn't have enough. I mean. I don't think he has enough tape. Yeah, that's certainly the argument. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, that's going to be an incredibly hard decision for guys all over the country. Gosh, guys like Jim, I, I hope we're not in that situation. That Gosh, really I suck. hope we're not in this. For their sake, man, I just, I need football before then. So, and if you're listening to the show, you probably feel that as well. Um, so, notable games that we would miss if, uh, if every conference, every Power Five conference went to just, you know, playing within conference games. So, obviously, Auburn, North Carolina. Tennessee, Oklahoma. It would have been fun to watch the Sooners just kill the Vols. Alabama, USC. Not gonna lie, I forgot that game was happening. Florida, Florida State. Because travel, man. Travel would be tough. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Travel once again. That'd be crazy. Georgia, Virginia. Forgot that game was happening. Missouri, BYU. Wow. LSU, Texas. That would have been really fun. And then Texas A&M Wait, and Colorado. Dude, they they absolutely should not play LSU, Texas. That's It's way too far for them to travel, going in and out of different states. That's unreasonable to expect them to need to play that game. It's unsafe, really. I um, mean, especially right before Texas' trip to Morgantown the next week. It's, it's, it makes no sense. I, I mean, you, you got... Maryland traveling to Minnesota. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity for the Power Five conferences to say, forget about the NCAA. Let's all come together, make an agreement on how we're going to handle this. Because the NCAA has lost its teeth for like the last several years. Like the conferences just do not care anymore. Well, and you know they've been threatening to you know pull out for forever. And you know you've kind of heard rumblings of this. And it's like this is the time where you could all come together and say, all right. Let's all agree on the best. Even go a step further if you need to as far as you know, making sure testing is going out. Heck, expand the season where there's two weeks in between each game so you have plenty of time to quarantine and all that if you need to. Do whatever you need to do. Um, assuming the players want to do that. If the players don't want to do that, you know, honor their scholarship or whatever. But just like if you need to sit out a year, like, be as accommodating as you need to be. But I think it's a great opportunity for you to just come together as the Power Five and, and do this thing. But I'm uh, I'm not the one making decisions. I do have to say it is hilarious to me that through all of this, the NCAA is just like, yeah, we support their decision. Yeah, 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 we support their decision. I mean, they're doing everything they possibly can to keep the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. I mean, everybody happy. <laughs> they're just like, uh huh. Please play. We need the money. From yeah, the we'll do anything. We'll do anything. Thanks, Mark Emmert. All right, where can people find you and hear you, man? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. How many people do you think we made mad today? Eight. That'd be a really good ratio. If we only made eight people mad, that'd be awesome. If we made you mad, let us know. If we're ignorant, let us know. I'm on Twitter. I'm not ignorant. Um, I hate that word. I absolutely hate it. I think it's extremely overused. My opinion might be dog poop. I will. You can call and tell me my opinion is dog poop, all you want, but I don't like that word. Fair enough. I'm on Twitter at z blackby. Shows on Twitter at locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, guys. This is Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.